Welcome to another rousing edition of the Gridiron Matchup Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Huck Breeze, joined as always by Scott Shettig. Whew, rough matchup this uh, week one for you, Scott. So how are you feeling? You know, there's a lot of football left to play. It's uh, obviously not the way you want to start the season, but that's why, uh, you know, you got to you got to eat your mistakes and, and move on. Move on to week two. True. It's a 13-week season, 13-week regular season, followed by a three-week postseason. So you have a lot of time to fix this. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and it's not concerning to me, but it is interesting, is your transaction move count. You're at 12 now. Uh, and... The reasoning behind making all those moves, you know, I want to get into the mind of Shedig for these transactions. So uh, can you kind of walk me through what's going through your mind when you uh, have things like, or pick up people like Demarcus Robinson or Brian Poole or, you know, just these these people. I mean, what what prompted you to drop eight of the people you drafted and pick up eight new ones because by my count you have eight different people from the time you drafted which was you know a little bit over a month ago to now what goes through your head well the, i mean the robinson one was really just a first game he's getting he got like 12 targets so it was ridiculous and he's on a really good offense so i was like eh. and i knew somebody else was going to get it and obviously i was betting on uh reach Hardman there before, but he was he was literally a ghost. He was a ghost in the game. And if you're a ghost on the field, you're a ghost on my team. Get the fuck out of here. You're gone. Right. And for the, the, a lot of other players, just didn't show up. And then uh, fucking Rashad Evans tries to throw a punch on Monday night. What the fuck's wrong with you? You fucking idiot. You're gone. You're fucking gone. You're, I'm never looking at you again. Yeah. Draw uh, Davis is as old as I thought he might be. I just he's gone. Uh, I'm just looking for playmakers. Everybody I picked up made plays last week, man. And uh, I need – that's what that's what I need, obviously. You can't score 129 points every week. So, I wasn't – I definitely wasn't going to go back out there with the same squad. I mean, that's ridiculous. If I just – if I went back out there with the same squad, I think that would be more, way more ridiculous than using 12 moves. And the 12 moves, to me, that's seven. You gave us free five moves. Right. Seven moves. Right now, that's fine with me. Yeah, seven's not alarming if you look at it from that, you know, perspective – uh, you know, but some people might say you gave up too early on some of these people and that you were jumping at, uh, you know, some people, I, I mean, you dropped Rashawn Evans for LJ Ford. you know, I know he got, I think 10 plus points week one, uh, but you know, that wasn't somebody that was even close to anybody's uh, on anybody's draft list. Um, so it's just, I, I've never thought of that strategy to say, okay, let's get a head start on, uh, you know, picking up people who start out hot because a lot of times that works in people's favor. Uh, you know, week one, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes is very telling for the rest of the year, you know, 
you might, like you said, uh, I believe it was last week's podcast, there may be people who are in the top 20 in points that are on the free agent wire. Uh, you know, and maybe you, maybe you find them, you know, picking up in the first week or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, that was just interesting to me. I personally think that you, you gave up too fast on Rashawn Evans and Miko Hardman. Uh, but that's just me, you know, maybe I'm wrong in that. Uh, but, but Miko Harbin was what your seventh pick or fifth pick? What what pick was he? For? Yeah, it was something like that. But the thing is, also, is like I was trying to trade him around, and no one really wanted him for anything less than what would have been somebody I would probably drop anyways. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm just gonna go get somebody I want instead of you know going back and forth with a bunch of shitty trade offers. And like I said, he was a ghost. We all watched that game. Did you see him? Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, there were no targets for him, but I'm just saying, as far as Miko Hardman's concerned, uh, there are some plays that the Chiefs call just for him, whether it be an end around, whether it be a short pass over the middle, you know, one of those, you know, where he hikes the ball and throws it up in the air and, and Miko takes off with it. He's a punt returner. Um, I don't think he returns kicks anymore, but, uh, you know, it sometimes are are you are you on the waiver right now to pick him up? Oh, he's already been picked up. Chase Godwin. Oh, okay. I, haven't, I haven't looked. I haven't been able to sit yeah. down today. Rashawn Evans and uh, and Miko both got grabbed. I grabbed Rashawn Evans. Rashawn Evans. I think uh, he is pretty talented and he is on a good defense. And yes, he did throw a punch uh, and get That's kicked. That's so out. dumb. The chances of him doing that again. You know. He did it week one. He did it week one. <laughs> Chances of him doing it again are good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Chances are, are good. He's done it one out of one game so far. So right. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, I. I. I understand. It is a risky proposition, but that's you know my D three just like it was for you. So um, yeah. we'll just yeah D three yeah as your D three it's fine. Right. All right. Let's let's keep rolling here. Let's keep rolling. Uh, what I wanted to do is give you a chance to really motivate your team, really get into their heads. Um, you know, I, I haven't been able to watch football with you this year. Hopefully, you know, we can fix that, you know, in the coming weeks or, you know, two or three weeks. You know, COVID will hopefully start to calm down and we can, you know, social distance together. Uh, but I know when I do watch football with you, you do get very intense about your players. I mean, you can feel it when you're just talking about Rashawn Evans and whatever. So I want to let your, you give your team a, uh, a, a pep talk, some motivation for, for this upcoming week. So uh, take it away. Well, it all starts at the top, guys. You know, I don't know how many fucking times I saw Matt Ryan and Derek Carr get into the goddamn red zone. And I didn't see any fucking TDs. If you're going to go to the red zone, not getting any fucking TDs. It's like going to the fucking uh, strip club and not seeing any goddamn titties. You get into the red zone, you got to see some goddamn TDs. So that's a bunch of goddamn bullshit. You got to fix that shit. Tyler Lockett, Lickety Lockett, you fucking kill. Deontay Johnson, Jesus fucking Christ. First play I see you on, you muff a goddamn punt. You're lucky Ben still fucking likes you. Get into the fucking end zone. I can't believe goddamn you know, Washington got in there instead of you. Marcus Valdez-Scantling, I said your goddamn name right, so don't be got a flash in the pan. 
Miles Sanders, Jesus Christ, they probably thought they could have gotten by Washington without you. But they were wrong. So make, uh, make them realize why you come, come back against the Rams. And no, don't give me this motherfucking snap count shit. Benny Snell, hold that fucking ball tight. Other than that, you're running good, boy. Mm. Jared Cook, find that goddamn end zone. Other than that, he had a good, good fucking week. Jesus Christ, Mark Ingram. I might have to trade you for fucking Frank Gore. And only other guy older than you out there. And, you know, the rest of you fuckers out here, Josh Kelly, Corey Davis, Russell Gage. I do like Russell Gage. He could be a great little uh, stack for me with Matt Ryan. But as for my defense, you know, Jamal Adams is probably about the only guy that, uh, that showed up. That's why almost everybody else got dropped. Lincoln Fitzpatrick, you're lucky you're a stealer. Levante David, he also played pretty well, actually. But LJ Ford's on Baltimore defense. You can make some play. Poole made some plays. Norris Jenkins, you tasted that fucking end zone. Get that taste for blood. That's all I need out of you guys. This week against, uh, you know, Suck My Vic, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little while. But right now, week to week, forget about last week. Short-term memory here, guys. Week two, week two. Okay. All right. I like that. And I, w- I wish I had the the balls to be able to drop, uh, you know, my defense if they don't do well. Uh, that that that's classic. I, I like that uh, you dropped most of your defense after they had a down week. Um, but yeah, that seems like a good pep talk. Um, let's, let's keep moving here. So, what was your biggest surprise from week one as far as the NFL is concerned? Honestly, I was surprised at how well the offenses were. I really thought that there was going to be really sloppy, sloppy play and just really low-scoring games all around. Um, because I know that there was mentioned that, like, oh, there weren't that many holding calls and stuff like that. But I don't think it was a lack of experience from the refs or, like, anything. Because usually, I mean, a player knows if he got held and he will kind of signal over or something. I didn't see that in any games at all. Like, nobody was – complaining about being held. So it looked like a lot of clean play to me, which was uh, surprising and, you know, very, very nice to see. What about you? Uh, For the NFL, it was the Washington football team defense. Uh, You know, we looked at the Eagles as somebody that may be the favorite for that division. Um, You know, well-rounded on defense a decent offensive line. I know they had some injuries uh, and, you know, they're not coming in hundred percent, but uh, you know, a lot of talent eh? people really, I know Miles Sanders didn't play either, uh, but Carson Wentz was supposed to be, we, you know, he was drafted pretty damn close to the first round in our league. Uh, he's supposed to be a, a big shot there. And Washington football team was some, some uh, a team that we regarded as a mess all around. Uh, so for them to come out and beat the Eagles, the way they did, I mean, it was pretty handily. It wasn't a last-second thing. Uh, it was was really impressive. So Washington football team uh, was my biggest surprise. Do you have a biggest surprise from week one as, as far as the gridiron is concerned? Uh, my biggest surprise for week one was actually um, Neil's team because he put up a hell of a lot of points and would have beat almost anybody else if he didn't play Danny this week. He His team really performed very well, much better than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Disco lemonade, yeah. that is. Disco lemonade, right? Uh, my biggest surprise from the gridiron was—I know I'm singling out a player, 
but we really shit on Fupa Slayer's receivers. And Darius Slayton came out and looked to me the part of a wide receiver two, borderline wide receiver one. Um, I liked Slayton. I, I thought that he, whenever you think of the Giants, I thought of their offense as something that's just, you know, not something I want to part of. You got Saquon and a bunch of clowns around him. Slayton looks like he could be somebody that's pretty successful, like a guy you build around. Um, I don't mind Sterling Shepard on the other side, but uh, when when I watched that Monday night game against the Steelers, who's a vaunted defense, I mean, you know well yourself, uh, Slayton looked pretty good. So, uh, yeah, Fupa's receivers not looking as terrible as we first thought, still pretty bad. I agree. And I mean, I think the biggest part of that is, is actually Saquon because you have to look at the fact that with, since Saquon is there, you have to respect the run so much. There's like eight guys in the box, almost every play. So he's going to get a lot of single coverage. And on that play, Minka bit on the tight end going across the middle and left him one-on-one. He already had a step. So that, mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of like AJ Brown's uh, success is derived to is actually Derrick Henry. because the, the, You have to respect him so much that he gets a lot of one-on-one looks. Yep. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. All right, well, let's do what we came here for. Uh, week one is over, so it's time for week two matchups. You ready for this? Oh, man, I have been looking forward to this. I mean, uh, just finished my picks just a little while ago. I, did you get all your picks in? Yeah, I noticed that you were telling people to do their picks on Tuesday. For me, that's just ridiculously early. There's no way I can do picks on Tuesday. You know how much news... It, that we've absorbed over the past 48 hours. I mean, it's really just a, about like if someone's sitting there and like already looking at them, like maybe at least make a few picks. Cause like if you wait sometimes and it's like, Oh shit. And you're getting more excited for Thursday night football or something. And then like, that's when you really let, let a week slip out, slip away. Oh, by all means, make your picks on Tuesday. I'm good. Yeah. Shit. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to, I make my picks probably three o'clock today, about three hours ago, um, just to make sure, you know, everybody's notes are correct and whatever. And and there's no telling, you know, I know we do this podcast on Thursday, but big news comes out, you know, things change. Yeah. I could change my pick by Sunday. You know, it's all, uh, it's all up in the air. Usually like 95%, I will stick with it and I'll never change my lock. That's why we lock them. I know I started 0-1. I know people are saying the, 2019 curse has continued. I'm going to prove to you around this week. I'm going to lock somebody and they're going to win. I'm 100% sure of it. And I will even put money down on it if if we happen to disagree. Um, oh, you might. I mean, when people hear this, you, you might have to put some money down. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to do it. But anyway, let's, let's get into this. Let's start with Dad against Unicycle Polar Bears. Tell me what you think of this matchup. I think this is going to be a great matchup. Uh, I think there's a lot of close matchups this week. This is one of them. Uh, I, but I'm going to tell you why Unicycle Polar Bears is going to pull this one out. Okay. Uh, the Deshaun Watsons and Kirk Cousins, I, I think that's going to be about even to Aaron Rodgers carrying Burrow. I think Burrow's going to have a tough night tonight. Um, but then you get into DeAndre Hopkins, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Stefan Diggs for Polar Bears. And that's I think that's going to be a great wide receiving core for him this weekend versus Odell Beckham Jr. tonight, who I don't think is going to have a great game. AJ Green, who he might get a touchdown or so. Um, but at, And Gallup, Gallup might be his saving grace, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think 
Polar Bears wins wide receiver wise. Then you got uh, Peyton Barber, uh, Zach Moss, and uh, Peyton Barber, which had both had decent weeks last week um, versus Zam Kamara and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know that's that could be the place that Dad wins the game. That's going to be the, the the pivotal point right there, I think. Um, but either way, after that, I think. Uh, Hooper doesn't have a good game tonight, whereas Gronkowski finally uh, finds the end zone. And then the defenses aren't amazing. I don't think anybody's going to win it through there, but I think Polar Bears pulls it out. Okay. What do you think? Uh, You know, I'm going to disagree with you. I I have been steady with liking Brad's team. You know, it was really close Mm -hmm. last week for, I mean, pre-matchup, obviously had the biggest blowout on him. Uh, But it was really close uh, or for projections, matchups uh, before the week started. I'm going to disagree with you and say Burrow has a great night tonight. I think both these teams come out um, and score a ton of points, uh, like I'll talk about later when we talk about this game as far as bets are concerned. Uh, Cleveland faced Baltimore in week one, and Cincinnati faced San Diego. Those were two really good defenses. I'm going to say – top five range. I know Baltimore is, but I really like the secondary, even minus Derwin for uh, San Diego. So both these teams are coming off of what people think are shit offenses. Uh, I like them. I like them both. I think they both can score in the 20s tonight. I think there's six touchdowns to go around. Um, I think Burrow has a good night. Uh, And obviously he has a lot of investment in this game. Hooper, Beckham, I mean, he's hoping that this is a, you know, 30-plus uh, point game on both sides of the ball, uh, you know, for Thursday night football. But I do think that it's going to be that way. So I think that he gets a hell of a head start tonight. I love Aaron Rodgers to continue what he what he started on Sunday, um, just raining balls down. And I think the biggest weakness that we need to talk about on Cameron's team is the fact that he hasn't even made an effort to try to rectify his running backs. And they're god-awful. Uh, if you look at it, Zach Moss, Peyton Barber, uh, on Johnson, and Jordan Howard, and that's all. Le'Veon Bell went on IR, and he really hasn't – Back in a few weeks. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But I know he's, he's going to bide his time, whatever. But when you got Hopkins, you got Diggs, you got Schuster, uh, and you even got a QB2 in Cousins in a pretty strong defense – you could go and possibly make a trade, uh, you know, for a decent running back. There's a lot of running backs out there. And there's a lot of running yeah. back twos on people's teams that they would be probably ready to give up. I would be but talking I, to Fuka Slayer. I'd be saying. I, would, I, feel like, I feel like the running back twos that would be available for trade to him are necessarily better than the ones he's starting. You know, I, I – then go get a running you know, back one, but say say to somebody, say, hey, li- listen, what can I get for Cousins? What can I get for Schuster? What can I get for, you know, whatever? And go out there and try to just gauge, you know? But I, I guarantee yeah. you can find something uh, better than Moss and Barber. It's just a really rough, uh, you know, way to start your season. I know he's 1-0, and I know he had a good week last week, but uh, – but I'm just going to say, you know, I, I would definitely fix that running back situation. And that's why I think he loses this week. But uh, let's let's keep it rolling, keep it rolling here. Next matchup is going to be Camacho versus the Maestro. What do you think? Well, 
This is another good matchup, I will say, but I'm going to have to go with the Maestro on this one. I think he's winning a lot of position battles here. Um, you know, I'm going to start with his defense. It's pretty fucking good. His defense had a hell of a week last week. Everybody showed up across the board. I, I, and looking at Camacho's, it's not very strong, not compared to uh, Maestro's. I think that's going to be a good start right there for him. Um, I think his Russell Wilson, Chris Carson connection is so deadly. Um, Aaron Jones as well as had, had a great week. I think they're going to be due have a shootout with Detroit. Saquon Barkley should get back on uh, track, but I mean they're on the road. Not that that much that matters as much, but Chicago's defense is no joke either. So, and J.K. Dobbins at Houston as well. So. That should be his strong point, but I like Maestro's running backs more. And then you go into the wide receivers, Mari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Marvin Jones Jr. versus DK Metcalf, uh, Terry McClure, and CeeDee Lamb. His best, uh, Camacho's best wide receiver is DK Metcalf, and Maestro has Russell Wilson. So to me, Maestro wins on almost every position battle here. His biggest Achilles heel would be Baker Mayfield tonight uh, for me because I think that's going to be a game to take the under on. Uh, I think it's going to be field goals, maybe one touchdown by the Bengals, uh, call about 15-9. Okay. Well, we can talk about that later. Maybe we can make a you know, financial agreement there. I agree. I think Maestro takes this one. Um, Baker Mayfield, I also agree there. I think that if Maestro is going to lose, Baker has to have a bad night tonight. Uh, you see so much more advantage at every single spot for Maestro. Uh, Russell Wilson against New England on Sunday night, that's points. Aaron Jones against Detroit, points. Uh, it, it, from up to down, I don't think there's a spot, maybe quarterback two with Josh Allen, that, uh, that I like better for Camacho. Uh, can you do me a favor? Can you, do, sure. can you pick Camacho? Because I don't want Maestro to have a big ego all week. No, I mean he's earned it. I mean that's what <laughs> he's know, earned it. That's that's uh, he, we had him ranked uh, first preseason, uh, and and he's earned it. So he's there. You know we we do know that he's something to be reckoned with. And uh, a lot of times those teams, uh, when you get to the playoffs, don't perform. You know he's up on a pedestal. So anyway, uh, you know I I just if Metcalf's going to score points, there's a number one then Russell's going to be throwing. So it, yeah. I, I know Chase is real high on J.K. Dobbins because he scored two touchdowns last week and, and really came out. But, you know, the coach, Nolan, the offensive coordinator for Baltimore, came out and said this week that everybody's going to have a different role every single week. It's impossible to plan, you know, just like I predicted prior to the season, it's impossible to plan for any Baltimore running backs. Uh, so... It's just not something that I <laughs> I would want on my own team. Uh, besides that, Chase has a few DBs uh, that are questionable to me. I know uh, Gardner Johnson came out and had a good week one, and, and Murray is obviously the starting strong safety for the Texans. But, uh, but yeah, those – we'll have to see how they uh, translates to week two. But I don't think there's a chance. I'm not going to lock Michael, but I, I, I'm close to locking Michael. I'm very close. I was to very close to locking Michael as well, but yeah, yeah. But we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna let him loose. We're gonna let him yeah. loose this week, and we're both gonna take him, but we're gonna let him loose. All right, let's keep it rolling. 
the Fupa Slayer versus the Poopy Two. What you got? I'm sorry, I was looking at uh, Disco Lemonade versus Rum Ham. Yeah. I oh, this is actually a very close matchup. I like this one a lot. Um, mm. You know, you got Jesus Poopy Two's team though is so strong. I love his stacks with Lamar Jackson to Andrews and Jared Goff to Cup. Um, DJ Moore on the side and Scotty Miller that could hurt him. I don't know. I don't think they're going to have great weeks. Joe Mixon and Neam Hines. Oof. Man, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to have a good day either. Um, and that's why I'm saying like he has good stacks, but then he's got weaknesses as well right there. And his wide receiver two, three, and then both of his running backs to me. Mm-hmm. And John will have decent days. I think Bridgewater and Haskins are both kind of, you know, they're, they're about 10 to 15 points a week, really 20 if you're lucky. And Slayton, like you said earlier, he looked great. Uh, he really looked fantastic on Monday night. And then Manuel Sanders, if Michael Thomas is out, cause you should see a lot of, a lot of work and Miller, you never know, it was Chicago. So you know, I think Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott will be the game for Fupa Slayer. He, they've got to win it for him, basically. Um, right. It's going to be them, them versus Poopy Two Stacks and Kelsey. Uh, his defense is nothing to write home about. Maybe Littleton or Jones could make a play, but it depends. And if Jones does make a play, that's double points since he'd be make, uh, oh no, that'd be he'd be making a play on his own quarterback. So that sucks. That's negative points for him. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. He's one yeah. of the best defenders would be making scoring, uh, causing havoc for his uh, quarterback, basically. Um, yeah, I'm taking Poopy Two in this. I think his stacks come out again, uh, and Joe Mixon and Liam Hines do enough uh, to, to get by. But it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I, I don't think it's close. I, I, I'm taking Poopy Two also. Uh, you know, John is like one quarterback and one receiver away from being a solid playoff team. But and maybe Haskins can do better. You know, I, I was real low on Haskins before the season started. Uh, he looked, I guess, decent uh, against Philadelphia. I think in the upcoming weeks we'll see. Uh, you know how how good he actually is. But I just think Poopy Two's team is one of the best. I mean, I cursed at him. I sent him a text after he picked up Scotty Miller because the whole reason I was trying to get rid of Tyler Boyd. Uh, throughout the week, I know you saw it in text messages, was so I could pick up Scotty Miller. I think Scotty Miller was sitting on the waiver wire so for way, way, way too long. He should have been picked up prior to week one. I think I talked about him in wide receiver podcast uh, before the season started. Because if you believe in quarterback tendencies, which Cause has, Puka 2 has Naheem Hines, who people are talking yeah. about the new Eckler, uh, the new dump-off guy for Philip Rivers, then you'll know, you'll you'll think about Tom Brady. He's built a career on the five-yard out route and the five-yard, seven-yard curl, uh, yeah. you know, just eating away at your, at your defense. And that guy is Scotty Miller. He's his slot receiver. He's his Wes Welker. He's his Edelman. Uh, he's his security blanket. You know, Gronk's not that guy. It's he's just not that guy anymore. We've seen it. Scotty Miller is that guy. He's got the quickness to to be a corner on a five yard out route. So I think Scotty Miller should be owned not only this week, especially if Goblin's at, which he probably will be, but every week going forward, a solid wide receiver three and a solid pickup 
uh, to go with a team that, like, like I said, I think I like these quarterbacks best in the league. Uh, Lamar Jackson to Andrews and Goff. Uh, I like Mixon tonight. I think he at least scores a touchdown and gets in the end zone once. Uh, and, you know, I, I think the, the defenses are kind of a wash here. I do like John's just a little bit better than, than, uh, than Poopy Two, but they, the, the wash is already there. Poopy Two is going to crush him on offense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's close. I think Poopy Two takes this one easy. That's my opinion. I think it'll be closer than you think, but I, I think Poopy Two pulls way out. Yeah. Well, let's keep it rolling. Uh, this is the one you were waiting for Disco Lemonade versus Rumham. Yeah, I think this is a great matchup here. Uh, you know, they got two good quarterbacks going up. I mean, Kyler Murray versus Washington and, and Minshew at Tennessee. I think they should do, both do pretty well. Washington's front seven is pretty good, so they're going to be they're going to be passing a lot, try to spread them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minshew had a hell of a week last week. He proved me wrong. He, he played very well. I would admit that. And so I think he continues that uh, against Tennessee, especially since Tennessee played the late night Monday night game. Uh, mm-hmm. Be a little tired. Drew Brees, uh, I'm I, I'm having I'm getting a little skepticism about Drew Brees after watching that game the other night, and you know people have been talking about his arm strength and things like that. And now you know there's just so many situations where they took him out or you know had him wide out, uh, line up as a wide out and put Taysom Hill in there and things like that. It's it's got to be you know uh, very aggravating as a Drew Brees owner to like see that happen like. What? Like, why is my quarterback not about to throw that touchdown, you know, or something? Yeah, well, he knew that. But, you knew that when you drafted Drew Brees. Yeah, you knew that. But it's just, yeah, it's, it's tough to watch. And then you got Drew Locke at Pittsburgh. You know, at least there's not 60,000 fans there. So, you know, he's got that going for him. Uh, other than that, it's going to, I think it might be a tough day for him. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Robert Woods, and Ayuk. Man, they, they could all have big games um, because even his wide receiver three is having, you know, is at the Jets. So like, I feel like they have a good day uh, versus Marquise Brown, who's, can, you know, could be flash on the pain, might get something. Adam Thielen had a hell of a week for him. I'll give him that. Uh, and Paris Campbell, when and you don't know what you're going to get. Then you got Derek Henry and Todd Gurley versus Nick Chubb and Robinson. I think uh, Disco Lemonade wins that easy. Um, Ertz versus Fant. That is one thing. The Drew Lock Fant uh, connection. That is a that is a really good stack for him. Uh, I think he he'll he might find pay dirt again. Hell, who knows? He's because I know he looks for him a lot. Uh, but Ertz is no joke either. So he could it, it could be a wash there. Their defense. They both have they both got playmakers. They both got have guys that showed up last week. They both have guys that didn't. Uh, but this week, I'm going to say Disco Lemonade is going to take this, and Disco Lemonade is my lock for the week. Okay. All right. That's that's uh, that's fair enough. Okay. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I think that barring a hundred point game by Drew Brees on Monday night, that uh, Disco Lemonade is going to take this. And here's why Kyler Murray looked great last week. And I think he's going to look great at home versus Washington this week. Uh, Minshew looked just, you know, just as well. Both these teams got hit in the wide receiver uh, injury bug. Uh, Niels did not hit nearly as much. I think uh, when you're comparing uh, Crowder to Michael Thomas, um, that's a big, yeah. 
that Neil is, is taking the lighter of the load there. Um, I yeah. think, I honestly think uh, Trevor's going to have a really rough week. I think he's going to be upset with Chubb, honestly, uh, tonight. I think Chubb, he might get some yards. He may get a touchdown, but there's going to be a lot of plays to Hunt. I think Hunt has a huge night tonight. Um, that's just, you know, my personal opinion. Uh, James Robinson on the road against Tennessee, you know, just doesn't look good. You saw Melvin Gordon, you saw Philip Lindsay struggle against that defense. And I think when yeah. you're playing at home, it's going to look be even worse. Drew Locke and Fant against Pittsburgh. You know, I think I texted out to multiple people and said, remind me not to play anybody against Pittsburgh. Just if I have people against Pittsburgh, if it's not in homes, I'm just not going to play them. If I have a choice, I'm just not going to play them. Uh, what garbage wide receiver time could still be a thing against them? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, you you may be right, but I'm not. I'm not just saying I'm not going to play them because I think they'll get destroyed. Because teams that destroy other teams, you know, I, I think I'll play against the Chiefs. But the defense, the defense takes points away from your offense. Sacks, force fumbles, picks. That's that's what I'm afraid of with Pittsburgh. Uh, or, you know, in the case of, of Fant, just covering him up like a blanket and just not – him not getting any catches. Uh, you know, it's it's not a uh, condemnation of, of Trevor's team as a whole. I think that he will have better weeks. He did last week. He has a win. Neil has a loss. Uh, I just think Neil's team is going to be too much this week for him. I like the matchups. Uh, I, I like – yeah, he has less injuries. Uh, so – Neil is also my lock for oh, the wow. week. We lock oh, the same team. Coming. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about locks before this. This is all live, people. I know this is all live. They, you know, we yeah. lock the same team. That's crazy. Small yeah. world. Yeah. Um, is this the only time we've ever locked the same team? It might be. Yeah. It might be. Uh, no offense, Trevor. I think it's going to be. You know, I think you're still going to have you know other good weeks, like <laughs> last week for that one. Yeah, but we're we're gonna we're we're straight up locking Neil this week. Uh, let let's uh, keep it. Yeah. Wait, let, that's your luck. Can I? Can, I'm gonna change my luck. <laughs> are you really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm ah, kidding. come on. Yeah, I mean, you gotta stick with it. I, I really honestly think we're gonna break this little curse here. Disco Lemonade's got this. Uh, well, yeah, you, you don't say it. You can't. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You say it. Uh, Eternal touchdown versus Notorious. What do you got? Wow. Uh, you know, this could have been a really good game if it was Eternal Touchdown versus Notorious, but instead it's Notorious versus the Riddler over there. Look at all these cues. I don't know. <laughs> so what is all cues. Look, look, look. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. He's got four cues, and you better hope that those are just like you know, they gave him rest days because sometimes you get a practice report and they're like, oh, he didn't practice today. And it's like, just because they're giving him rest mm -hmm. and they still come out and play. But, uh, you know, Kittle's hit on his knee did not look good. Uh, AJ Brown really didn't get anything, any, anything last week. And I don't know if maybe they're just giving him rest or they, you know, the wide receivers no. beat him or the corner beat him up last week or something. So Schefter uh, came out today and said that he could be out beyond this week. So. Oh, wow. Really? I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Corey Davis owners must be happy, huh? Yeah. Whoever owns him. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Um, and Julio Jones, it's like, it's week two and you're already hurt. Like, you know, he's already like, he's prone to that. And it's like, come on, man. 
it's it's <laughs> not even we're not even that far into the stretch yet so it's not a good sign and then you got i'm really not in I, I'm not a big fan of uh, eternal touchdowns, uh, San Francisco stacks. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not looking good. Not, not to mention notorious is just loaded all over the place. I think Stafford's going to have a, a shootout with green Bay. I think, uh, 10 Hill should do well with Jacksonville. Uh, his stack to, uh, Devontae Adams. Awesome. Sterling Shepard comes back and, gives Daniel Jones another weapon and they kind of bounce back after that game with Pittsburgh. Cause honestly the, the giants played a will a very good game for a long time. And that drive that Dan Jones did through interception at the end, that was a great drive by him up until that point. I think he'll have a good bounce back week. Uh, Sammy Watkins obviously was getting a ball a bunch. Christian McCaffrey, can't, nothing needs to be said. Uh, Montgomery, you know, at that point, you know, it, it's, he'll do okay if anything, but he doesn't really need him to. And then his defense is disgusting. So this was almost a lock uh, for me. I, I, I'll say that. It was, uh, this was almost going to be my other lock. But I think Notorious beats the Riddler easy. Yeah, I mean, uh, Clay is just absolutely limping in this week. He just got kicked in the dick. I mean, we're talking yeah. about uh, A.J. Brown, Kittle. I, I, I think Kittle gets out there, but Kittle might be more of a decoy if, if his knee is actually hurting him. And if they let it heal up or they want him to be good for the rest of the season, it might be in his best uh, his, his best interest to let it heal up. Um, he's missing uh, Godwin, probably going to sit out this week. Philip Lindsay, you know, not that important. Uh, another thing is, on Clay's side, I know he played Tyrod Taylor over Daniel Jones last week. And it didn't really work out for him. Um, I mean, he won, but uh, you know, Daniel Jones had a pretty good Monday night uh, in cleanup, and uh, I, I dared him. I dared yeah, him. and Tyrod scored less than ten. Tyrod looked like he couldn't move the office. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that all y'all that told me to drop Justin Herbert are eating your words in the next like three or four weeks, maybe even this week. I mean, we'll see. But uh, if you can't even move the offense, you can't score touchdowns then you shouldn't be out there playing football. And they won the game. They won the game. They won the game. Sure. I, I, I get that. But if – I mean, did they win the game because their offense? I think they won their game because they stifled the uh, – their defense so good that they stifled the, the Bengals and, and controlled the clock. And the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, they, but th- this wasn't a Tyrod Taylor win. This was a – Please don't fuck up, and uh, and I guess he didn't. I guess four and outs, three and outs are not fucking up as as people you know define it as as, as such. But I, I think he's got it wrong <laughs> again this week. Uh, I think Daniel Jones on the road to Chicago is going to score less points than Tyrod Taylor, and this is going to be so frustrating for him uh, because. Taylor is at home at SoFi, their first game at SoFi Stadium against Kansas City. The score is going to get run up. So you do have that trash time, uh, you know, something for Tyra Taylor to go out and show that he can unleash the ball. Uh, that's the one reason I'm playing Hunter Henry this week over um, Hayden Hurst is because I think that there's going to be time where they're going to open up the offense and the run is going to be gone. So people like Eckler and people like, uh, you know, Keenan Allen and people like Hunter Henry are going to get those garbage time points because they're going to be behind. They're playing from behind. Um, As far as Danny's team's concerned, uh, you know, we talk about 
how good he was last week, to putting up 200 plus points. He did it without Galladay, and he's probably going to be doing it without Galladay this week. I think that was like his third pick. It was his fifth round pick, but it was the first pick in the fifth round. So, you know, fourth, fifth round pick. That's a huge deal. Um, and so uh, his team is very good. We're talking about 15.81 projection for Darius Leonard, 10.46 for Baker. Uh, McCaffrey, you know, he's still got set quarter running back two problems, but, you know, what team doesn't have problems at this point uh, early on in the season? So I, I like him by a lot. I think the only way that Danny does lose is if the 49ers come out and absolutely just <laughs> lay one on these this Jets team that's just awful. Yeah, which um, they might. They could. They could. They could. They could. Uh, but then you think back to uh, Josh Allen last week. He got off to a great start. Uh, but in that second half, I think Josh Allen scored like three points. It was not that great. He fumbled twice in that second half. He got out to a great start. He had a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, I think the first quarter and a half, uh, and then got stifled after he reached 20 points. Couldn't get you know past that. Uh, so maybe the Jets figure something out. I don't know. The Jets defense made a lot of plays last week. They did. They made plays. You know, They yeah. kept that game closer than it should have been. Um, but they're still awful. They're still bad. They're not going to be playing offense very well. They lost their biggest weapon, weapon in Crowder this week, uh, and, so, and they look lost. They look like a college team. So uh, I think that's the only way. That's the reason I didn't lock Danny was uh, for the Garoppolo, Mostert, and maybe Kittle uh, aspect there. So, uh, But I'm taking Danny. All right, so how about this? How about uh, I'll give you a chance to defend yourself, Darth Scott versus Suck My Vic. Go ahead. You know, I think this is going to be pretty close. Um, I think I am ignoring projections right away because uh, I'm just going with the points. You know, if you, show, if you show up, you can play, man. And for me, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, I think as well as they scored last week, they – could have, they should have scored a lot more. And I think Matt Ryan and Derek Carr both have uh, shootouts with the, against Dallas and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And granted, I'm playing against Dak. So that's – I mean, that's going to be a great game to watch at noon. I'll say right there. Yeah. Um, too bad to be watching the Steelers game. But <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. Cam Newton is going to be have kind of a tough day at Seattle. Uh, he's lucky there's no crowd. Uh, but he's still – it's still going to be tough to play over there – How's their air quality? Are, are things burning there too? Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that it's it's that much to be concerned about, uh, you know. But no, but I think, I think either way, it's it's a good defense. It's a good defense. Yeah. Um, and then he's got uh, DJ Chark, John Brown, and Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of really any of those got any of those guys. Uh, having a huge day and other than maybe Chark just because Minshew looked good last week. Um, Evans and Brady definitely weren't on the same page. And I know how Brady is when people, you know, drop the ball or run the wrong, wrong route. And then you have the head coach saying it's his fault. And then, Oh no, it's somebody else's fault. And Oh, oh shit. That doesn't, that doesn't vibe well with him. I guarantee Gronk gets like every look this week. Then I, I went. I've a lot of wide receivers I picked up this week, and I got a lot of choices. I went with the hottest quarterbacks. Got Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Big Ben, and Aaron Rodgers thrown to Tyler Lockett. 
Deontay Johnson, Marcus Valdez Scantling. So I, th- I think at least two out of three of them should hit. Miles Sanders, I'm hoping comes back with a big week, and Benny Snell, just hell, do do what you did last week, if not more, if not more, find that end zone a couple times, like I said. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I'm very scared of. He is very good. Uh, so is uh, Levante. Uh, he could he could be a you know a goal line hawk. I could see that definitely. You know, sneaking a few, few touchdowns, but I'm hoping Jared Cook on my side gets those instead. Uh, but I think Cook to Goddard is a bit of a wash as well. So I expect this to be a close game. Uh, TJ Watt, like I said, I'm pretty fucking scared as well. He could have a field day against Drew Locke and, <laughs> versus De- in Denver. But hopefully it's more of a tip pass right to make a Fitzpatrick instead. And that's what the other thing I love uh, having in this game is Jamal Adams versus Cam Newton. That should be a lot of fun. I think that my defense and wide receivers pulled out for me and my quarterbacks too. I think I have a big bounce back week. I'm picking myself. Okay. You know what? I'll, I'm going to be hundred percent transparent, hundred percent honest here. Prior to just hearing you talk there, I had Hedman, but you've convinced me. I'm going to, I'm going to take you. I'm going to take you this week. Uh, and here's why. I think Matt Ryan and the Falcons have to, have to, have to come out and win this game for Dan Quinn's job. I think Dan Quinn, uh, if they were talking about, you know, he was on the hot seat last season, uh, they lost week one. I, I think they're going to come out and they're going to be balling. They were balling against Seattle. I think Matt Ryan had a good week last week. Uh, not a good week, but y- you know what I mean, as far as fantasy points. Uh, so I think they're going to come out balling uh, in Dallas. You know, I think both him and Prescott have good weeks uh, versus some subpar defenses. Uh, but the key here, and I know I've shit on Derek Carr in the past, but Derek Carr plays on Monday night against New Orleans. I love you, you gotta love ha- having a quarterback on Monday night. I uh, like that. Sense. Yeah, I like that better than than um, than Newton against Seattle. The Seattle defense can be a little bit dangerous. And Newton, everybody talked up Newton. Everybody was like, "Oh man, the Patriots are so good." The Patriots didn't do shit against them. It's a Miami team that's that's not that great. And they didn't look like they were insanely good powerhouse in offense. I think these this uh, projection for Cam Newton is way too high. I think that the Patriots are a run-the-ball defensive team. Uh, and Cam Newton, yeah, he can get around and get outside the pocket. But Seattle's not Miami. And they're probably going to shut him down to less than 20 points as far as fantasy is concerned. So I don't agree there. You know, I've talked to Hedman multiple times about – filling that running back two spot. And I I don't like Murray. I just don't. Uh, I think Murray is, uh, you know, not a good running back two. You can't go into a week saying, uh, you know, I want Latavius Murray as my running back two. Um, instead of going out and trading for a tight end after losing Jarwin for the season, he got Goddard. I know everybody loves Goddard and saying, oh my gosh, the Philadelphia can run two tight ends because – they don't have any other receiving options. It's just not a week-to-week thing. I just don't like having Goddard week-to-week. There's a reason he wasn't drafted. There's a reason that he wasn't picked up prior to week one. Because Ertz can have a big game. Goddard can have a big game. Both of them can have a nothing game. Uh, so I think that Goddard's a risky pick, and I just don't find him 
uh, you know, as a, as a good option this week, especially against the Rams. On your side, Miles Sanders got a week to rest. He was one of the highest projected running backs. I think he was like the fifth or sixth um, by professional fantasy people prior to the season. You took him in the second round. This is time to show up. If he doesn't show up this week, then you've got problems, my friend. But I think he does against the Rams. Benny Snell, I think, is the running back one. I mean, you know better than I do, but I think he's the running back one. He looked exponentially better than James Conner did uh, on Monday night. So I think Snell is going to be the starter there. Um, but, yeah, I, I do think this is a close matchup. He is blowing you out in projections. I think a lot of that is due to the fact that you picked up Fort, you picked up Pool. Uh, those guys are just afterthoughts as far as uh, Yahoo IDP projections are concerned. We'll see if they come out. What, what, I don't know what you saw in Fort, but if he's playing in the middle, I, I know Fort – back in, from Madden like six, seven years ago. He's not a young guy. Um, so if he's playing in the middle next to Queen at linebacker, uh, then, you know, maybe there's some points there. Um, there we'll just have to see. Uh, maybe you got some. But, uh, but yeah, I'll take you. I may, I may regret I like that. It. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you this week. All right, let's keep it rolling. Sex Raptor versus Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, if you want, I'll go ahead and defend myself. Is that okay? Go right ahead. Okay. Mahomes is Mahomes. I am a little bit worried. Uh, the last two times he's played the Chargers, he's been held to under 200 yards. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be held to not a lot of points because he can score points without yards. We've seen it uh, just like last week uh, against the Texans. Um, Philip Rivers playing Minnesota. Guess who played Minnesota last week? Do you remember? Was it Rodgers? It was Rodgers, number one quarterback in the league. So they're coming off that. They're going on the road to uh, to play against Phillip Rivers there. Uh, Ridley, you know, I've gotten a ton of offers for Ridley this week. You know, I think you know who's been offering for, for Ridley. Ridley is a number one receiver. Um, I think I get a lot of points tonight out of Boyd and Hunt. I got them both getting touchdowns. You know, maybe I'm wrong about one, but I'm not wrong about both. I think at least one get a touchdown and I get a solid lead. Um, and Landry stays off the board. I, I'm confident about this. I'm not just saying this to be a homer. I'm confident about this. I, th I think that actually happens. Um, Max's team has taken a hit. Uh, we've made a personal bet that my defense scores more than his. Van Der Esch is down. Uh, you replace him with Gary. Uh, you know, maybe that's somebody that y'all consider a good defensive replacement, um, but it just doesn't compare to my defense. I think his defense is ridiculously weak, probably the weakest defense uh, in our league. It's just not good. Um, yes, his running backs are uh, something that I fear, but uh, Johnson plays Baltimore. Baltimore is a defense you don't want a running back to face, trust me. Um, Hugs, Henry Hugs is looking uh, questionable for Monday night. I know he's waiting on news for that because he probably does not want to have to play uh, Preston Williams. That would be a big downgrade to his team. You know, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Preston Williams just does not compete with Ridley, Hilton, and Boyd. It just does not. 
Um, and, uh, you know, one thing, Rossberger against Denver, you know, Denver's uh, pass defense did look pretty good. You have to admit that. Yeah, So, So, uh, you know, Rossberger might not be the guy that, uh, that he thinks he's going to be this week. So, yeah, I, I love my team this week. I think they're going to beat Max. I think they're going to beat Max handily, and I think it's going to be uh, another Sex Raptor win. What do you think? Touche. Touche, because I, I had picked Ulysses S. Grant. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Yeah. Uh, okay. Because I think that really now that I'm looking at it more, his whole week is basically – pivotal on Brady, Roethlisberger, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because everybody else has tough matchups or are just flash in the pan. So I don't think Landry's going to have a good night tonight. Uh, Robinson is, you know, hit or miss. Hugs is questionable. David Johnson has a tough matchup with Baltimore. His defense is all – to me, it's all droppable. And you know I'm serious about that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I think I think you have a lot better matchups. I think you have a lot you know, with Mahomes. Mahomes, I know you said he, it's tough against Chargers, but he's still having getting something. I think that's a big part of this game. Is you know when you get in the red zone, is who gets the touchdown uh, between mm-hmm. Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Helaire, obviously. Um, and then you know Ridley, Hilton, and Boyd. Boyd could get a touchdown tonight. If anything, he should be good for a lot of yards. Um, I don't think AJ Green has much longer that he can last on that heel. Uh, and then Eckler and Hunt. That's that's kind of your Achilles heel. That's why I originally had had picked Ulysses S. Grant because Hunt. You don't know if you know if Chubb starts having a good night. He Hunt could have a good night, but you just you never know basically. And I think Eckler could uh, could do well against Kansas City. It just depends. I, I don't like the way the coach is talking in the post conferences. That's uh, not the things you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, about like, oh, we're not going to pass the ball. Hopefully, it smokes hands. Hopefully, it smokes hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you need your defense to come up big for this, for sure. Uh, I think. I think you know you really not not that you need it, but I think that'll be the way to put the put the week away. Yeah. And so yeah, I changed my pick to Sex Raptor. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. All right. We'll, we'll see how that turns out and how it uh, reflects on our pick them week to week. I did not have a wonderful week last week, but I, I definitely can rebound this week on that. Um, all right, let's keep it moving. We want to get this wrapped up before the Thursday night game. Uh, give me your week two steaming hot take. You know, I think that we should go to tight ends now. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's, I, I, that, that's it. I, I think, I think everybody should really start considering this. Is that a hot uh, take though? Is it a hot take? I don't think it's a hot take. It's not a hot I mean, take. I agree. Should... I absolutely agree. Don't get me wrong. I agree. Um, I just, but I'm looking for something it, it, a it little bit snowball. more hotter. It could snowball. Yes. It could snowball. I'll mention it on every podcast. It's going to be mentioned every podcast from here to the end of the season. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, we've been saying that forever. That's, that's not a hot take. Give me some kind of uh, hot take for, uh, you know, something that's going to happen in week two that's just absolutely off the wall. I think that Washington's going to upset Arizona. Okay. 
Wow. All right. That is that is a very, very, very hot take. Um, I disagree with that, but that's why they're hot takes. Um, so I'm going to go with, as, as my hot take, um, that there will be multiple tight ends that are not owned this week, going with the theme that you said before, multiple tight ends that are not owned this week, that get multiple touchdowns. Uh, you know, maybe a 15-yard gain, two-touchdown week. Um, but yes, there will be multiple tight ends that aren't owned with multiple touchdowns. We might even see some tonight with Ozuma uh, from Cincinnati. Uh, you yeah. know, just, just something to put out there. That is a hot take. Okay, moving on. Give me your sleeper for week two. Somebody that's not owned. Yeah. I think that uh, San Francisco does have a big day against uh, against uh, the the night against the Jets. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know maybe uh, Mohamed Sanu comes out. Okay. Comes out and really uh, because they they there's they know they need, they need to get spread the ball out a little bit more and. I know that Clay is itching for another Niner, so. Yeah. Uh, but there are, other than that, there are a lot of tight ends, just like we were just talking about. That's what I was talking, thinking about the two tight end thing. And I guess it's not a hot take. It's just because I'm looking at so many tight ends. Right. And yeah. as gay as that sounds. But. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I think, like, along with, like you just said, I think between Ebron and Gusecki, you know, Ebron didn't have a great week last week, but I think, I think he could this week. Because I think that Ben doesn't have a huge week this week. I think it's going to be a little more run heavy, and in those run heavy packages of double tight ends, Ebron's going to slip out for a tight end for, for a TD or two. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go with two uh, sleepers. My number one is going to be OJ Howard. Um, I think that OJ Howard has found a niche. And Tampa Bay as that number two tight end and that second receiving option. We saw it with Jameis Winston as uh, Cameron Brait when he was in that spot. Um, that spot was often open. Um, you're not putting your priority on that person. Sometimes the nickel uh, corner, the free safety is trying to cover this guy. And Howard does uh, become a matchup nightmare in that situation. Uh, and maybe the pressure is off him to do well and he's going to open up. I think Howard it continues to be a tight end that needs to be owned in our league, whether we go to two tight ends or not. I think um, that he is somebody that's going to really excel. Uh, looking at you, Cameron, I think that maybe a, a switch from Gronk to Howard might be an option going into week three. Also, uh, the options at running back. I think that, uh, that Tevin Coleman um was somebody that uh, you know might have been dropped too soon i think uh, tevin coleman i know that's a crowded backfield with jared mckinnon and uh and mostert but i think tevin coleman might have a good week uh taking that clock down against the jets uh you know with the other two and maybe have a touchdown or two so tevin coleman is another one of my sleepers 
this week. All right. Uh, last thing before we get our sponsor in, Gambling Corner. I'd like for you to give me one good bet for today and one good bet for the weekend. Uh, one good bet for today. There will be four plus field goals tonight in the okay. game. One good bet for the weekend. Seattle over New England. Take the over. Not because it's a close game, but because it's like 45-21. Seattle. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's that is a uh, that is a good bet. That is a good bet for sure. Uh, tonight, I have a few bets that I like, um, and I've actually you know put my hard-earned money down on. Uh, number one is I have ten dollars on Cream Hunt scoring two touchdowns. That's ten to one. Two touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, multiple touchdowns for Cream Hunt. I think uh, that one pulls through. Also, I have a teaser. Um, for those of you that don't know what teaser is, you take the spread, you take the over, under, whatever the Vegas uh, spot is, and you add six points. So you take six points and move it in your favor. It pays out less, but uh, you get a little safer uh, bet there. So the spread for tonight is Bengals plus six. Add six to that, so it's Bengals plus 12. Paired with uh, the 43 and a half mark, which is the over-under, I think it's going to go over. And you add six to that, that's going to be 37 and a half. So we got Bengals plus 12 and over 37 and a half. I got $50 on that to pay out 50. So, uh, you know how I, how I feel about that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you think it's going to be extremely under. And uh, yeah. know, if, if I, you I feel think, like throwing, if you feel like throwing twenty bucks down on it, you know, send me a text, and we can uh, we can okay. you know make it interesting. We could do that on air live live bet twenty bucks live so bet live bet. Okay. Um, All right, just, twenty bucks it's, on well, the. What? It's forty three and a half. The over under oh, really okay okay yeah. Yeah, I'll take okay yeah I'll take the under for that. Under, gotcha. You you yeah. got it, bud. Uh, twenty bucks, and you you're oh, like here. Good deal. First heard live here. bet. Live bet on 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 air. Okay, so it's not the. All right, and our our uh, show today is brought to you by Bubba Gump Shrimp. Bubba Gump Shrimp. Shrimp is the fruit of the sea. You can barbecue it, boil it, broil it. Bake it, saute it. There's a shrimp kebabs, shrimp creole, shrimp gumbo, pan fried, deep fried, stir fried. There's pineapple shrimp, lamb shrimp, coconut shrimp, pepper shrimp, shrimp soup, shrimp stew, shrimp salad, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp burger, shrimp sandwich. That's that, that that's about it. Okay, okay, God, got me fucking hungry for Thursday night football, baby. Thank Ooh. you, Bubblegum Shrimp. We appreciate that. And uh, we are just about, we're, we're ready to wrap this up and let's watch some football. We got about one minute till, uh, till kickoff. So we will see you guys next week, same time, same place. Good luck this week. See you.
Let's get it.